0: Welcome to another edition of Green is Good. Today, we're so excited to have with us Todd Larson. He's the Corporate Responsibility Division Director of Green America. Welcome to Green is Good, Todd Larson. Hey, thank you for having me as a guest. Hey, Todd, before we get talking about all the great and important work you're doing at Green America, I'd love you to share a little bit about your journey prior to getting this great position at Green America.
1: Sure, happy to. Uh, well, I've I've done a lot of different things in my life. Um, before I was working at Green America, I actually got a master's degree in political science, which has helped me through all my jobs. But then after that, I actually worked in the domestic violence field for several years, uh, doing fundraising and media and helping to run organizations that work to end domestic violence. And then after that, I actually worked for a Ralph Nader organization where I documented the ways that large corporations rip off consumers and how consumers can fight back. And we did a lot of media around that, around credit card abuses, uh, utility billing abuses, medical billing abuses, all kinds of things to raise uh, public awareness about that and help people fight back. And then after that I was looking for something where I thought, you know, I could really help build a green economy in the United States, uh, help, you know, businesses that are green, help consumers go green. And I found Green America, which is this amazing organization at the time. It was called Co-op America. And they were doing exactly what I wanted to do in life, which was to do really positive things around building a green economy while also encouraging large corporations to be more responsible at the
0: same time. So I've been with Green America now for 15 years. Wow. And and how long have you been in this position as Corporate Responsibility Division Director?
1: About seven years. Uh, Before that, I was the managing director.
0: Good for you. And and for our listeners who want to follow along and learn more about uh, Todd's great organization, Green America, go to greenamerica.org, greenamerica.org. It's full of great information, you could become a part of the network, you could, you could uh, you know, become a member. It's just a wonderful and great organization. Um, Todd, can you share a little bit about the mission of Green America and how it operates before we get talking about some specific other issues around green, greening this whole great uh, world that we live in?
1: Sure. Well, the mission of Green America is to create a green economy. <laughs> and for us, that means one that's both socially responsible right. and environmentally sustainable.
0: Great, great.
1: So it's always the two things twined together. And uh, I think what's unique also about Green America is that we work with consumers, businesses, and investors. So, really, everybody who's putting money into the marketplace, we're trying to work with them to make their money greener, uh, to make their uh, investments more sustainable, change the way they're doing their purchases, change the way businesses run their uh, companies. It's the full range of activities across the economy that we're involved in.
0: That is just great. You know, and I'm on your beautiful website now, and there's so much information here. It is uh, it's, it's truly remarkable, all the work that you're doing. Uh, we love being solution-based on this show. We love when great guests like you frame problems and then also offer solutions, but then also offer solutions for our listeners on how to become part of the solution and how to take action. So with that, Todd, can you share some, you know, in all your experience there, 15 years, and the visibility that you have on where the green revolution and the sustainability revolution is going, can you share some of the higher impact actions consumers can take to improve uh, environmental sustainability and social justice and what's going on out there right now?
1: Well, I think one of the easiest things that any consumer can do is to change the foods that we eat. Mm. Um, Obviously, we have to buy groceries on a regular basis uh, or go out to eat on a regular basis. And every day you have the opportunity to shift the way that you're purchasing food in a way that actually benefits the planet and benefits you at the same time.
0: Mm.
1: So, for example, uh, Americans tend to eat a lot of meat. We're one of the highest meat-based diets in the world. And what happens is if you eat a ton of meat, um, as many Americans do, you're actually creating a lot of climate change. And I think most people don't realize that a meat-based diet is kind of equivalent to driving an SUV, that if you switch from mostly eating meat to mostly eating things made of vegetables, you're actually going from driving an SUV down to driving a Prius uh, as a car. (laughs) It's about the equivalent uh, shift. And obviously, it's a lot easier to move your diet than it is to sell your car and buy another car. So it's, it's something that anyone can do in the United States. You don't have to completely change your diet. You just have to start shifting your diet a little bit more in the direction of vegetables and lower impact foods. And at the same time, you're going to be helping your health uh, because a vegetable-based diet is actually the healthiest diet for people
0: to eat. I love it. Well, I'm a vegan, so I get a pass on that one. So at least I'm not driving an SUV today. I like that. That's great. Can, can you talk sure. a little you know, I'm on your website, and I'm not going to give out any brands or anything, but you do a great job of advocating change at big companies companies that are still using GMOs, companies that should be using more organic products. Can you share a little bit about your thoughts on greenwashing and what should consumers be on the lookout for when it comes to big company greenwashing?
1: Uh, Well, a lot of times you go to the supermarket and all over a package, you'll see that this product is natural. Uh, Mm. The word natural means absolutely nothing. It has no legal meaning really whatsoever. Uh, There have been some lawsuits against companies who really abused the word natural when they were talking about chemicals and GMOs in their products, but it just doesn't mean much. And you can sneak all kinds of things into a product even though it has the word natural on the box. Mm. So people should look at the actual ingredients of a product and, and see, are these wholesome ingredients that I recognize before they buy a product and actually consume it? Um, Also, there are a number of certifications out there that are all over products, and some of them don't mean anything. For example, in the paper products industry, there's an industry-sponsored certification called SFI. And when you see that on a package, you might think, oh, wow, this has been certified. But really, SFI is, is not that meaningful, and it doesn't really protect forests. The certification you want to look for if you're buying paper stuff is uh, FSC, which is a nonprofit certification that's pretty rigorous. Uh, You'll sometimes see things like eco or green, either in packaging. You'll see companies marketing themselves as either eco or green. Again, those words don't really mean much. Um, And a lot of times you'll see companies uh, in the dirtiest of industries trying to portray themselves as clean, so you'll see all kinds of things about clean coal out there or how natural gas is the clean fuel. Um, and really, these, these things aren't clean, obviously. They're fossil fuels. They're actually dirty. Uh, and it's really misleading people into thinking that we can have fossil fuels and a clean environment at the same time when the only way to really clean up the environment and energy is to move to
0: renewables. So in other words, clean coal is a, is a, is a huge oxymoron. Number yeah, and, exactly. and And natural does not mean organic or non-GMO. Does not, no. Right. So the people should not read natural. The, right, right. And think yeah. that this is good yeah, you got to
1: look them. for the USDA organic label. And for non-GMO, you have to look for a third-party certified non-GMO labels, such as the non-GMO projects uh, certification that you can see on packaging now. And those are the only ways you can make sure that you're not eating GMOs or you know, and that you're getting organics.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So talk about what home consumers, our listeners... Everyone lives somewhere, whether it's an apartment, a condo, a, um, uh, uh, their own home. What, can, what changes can our listeners, wherever they are in the United States or around the world, can they do to save energy and cut costs? Yeah,
1: I mean, no matter where you live, um, there are certain things that people don't realize how much energy they're using. Uh, so, for example, a lot of apartments that I've lived in are very leaky. The landlord hasn't really sealed around the windows and doors. And you can ask the landlord to do that, of course, but even if they don't do it, um, caulk is a relatively inexpensive solution to that, and you'd be surprised how much more comfortable your dwelling is gonna be, uh, as well as you're gonna save money on your energy bills. Um, Washing your clothes. If you do them in cold water only and then air dry them, you actually save a fair amount of money, and it's obviously much, much better for the environment. That's awesome. And then your thermostat, too, uh, no matter where you live, you can, uh, in the summer, put your thermostat at a higher temperature, particularly when you're not going to be in your home. And in the winter, um, you know you can put it down a little bit lower, particularly at night when you're sleeping. You can put it into the low 60s. Uh, And you'll save a lot of money, and you'll also be helping the planet that way, too. So there there are different things that people can do no matter where they live. And also people around the country, increasingly, if you're paying for your electricity, you have the choice of buying from an energy provider that's 100% renewable. And there's several of them out there, um, and that makes a big difference because you're really helping to support the construction of things like wind farms and solar and not supporting you know, coal, natural gas, and nuclear.
0: You know, you know, for our listeners out there who just joined, we've got Todd Larson on with us today. He's the Corporate Responsibility Division Director for Green America. To learn more about the great work that Green America is doing, or donate, or become a member, go to www.greenamerica.org. www.greenamerica.org. Dot org, Todd, let's go back and talk about Green America for a little bit. Let's talk about your work in terms of certifications, the publications you put out, and how people can become a member or just get involved. Can you share with our listeners out there that want to get more involved with Green America how to get either certified or how to become a member or other, other, other ways to, to engage with Green America?
1: Well, we do have two different kinds of members of Green America. One are our business members, and we have over 3,000 of those. And those business members actually go through a certification process with Green America to make sure that they're truly green businesses. And those truly green businesses then we promote to the public uh, through our national green pages or green pages online. So businesses that really have a green mission and are doing everything they can to be socially and environmentally responsible can join Green America that way. Individuals can take part with us too. And we have over 190,000 individuals across the country who are active with Green America. Um, People can become members, and then they're supporting our work, and they're also um, receiving our publications and learning more information from us about how to be active in the green economy. Then we have a number of people who are e-activists with us as well, and a lot of them take our petitions that go to companies to encourage them to be more responsible and get more information from us as well. And those petitions really make a big difference. I think people wonder, you know, does it help for me to click onto some petition that goes to a company or to Congress? And the answer is actually yes. Uh, We just saw in the last day, uh, we sent 23,000 petitions to the Apple Corporation, encouraging them to remove toxins from the supply chain and protect workers who are being exposed to chemicals like benzene and hexane. And just yesterday, Apple agreed to ban those chemicals in the final assembly of their products and to really limit exposures uh, down the supply chain uh, They need to do more there are more chemicals that are out there in the manufacturing process and they need to you know make sure that they 're rigorously tracking those and reducing exposure to those and substituting safe chemicals for harmful chemicals whenever possible but uh, this is an important first step for Apple, and it's really because so many people wrote to the company and said, I'm really concerned about it. So
0: this. your petition process really does work, and, and people's vote and people's um, engagement with your organization really does uh, create and effectuate major change, like this major development.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen it over and over again. We've gotten magazines like National Geographic to commit to printing on recycled paper when they weren't doing so. We've seen uh, giant utilities agree not to build coal-fired power plants because of public uh, concern about that. Uh, We've seen companies like General Mills removing GMOs from products like Cheerios. And it's really because of all the people who join with us and use their voice with those companies, whether they're taking our petition, going onto a company's Facebook page and commenting there calling the company people do a variety of things with us all of which are very effective and very helpful so people
0: really should feel like yeah my voice does matter that is great and 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 your activism um i mean you said apple could do more but we could all do more so it's great that they've taken that's a major leap for them to take that first step and uh and that's gonna probably create major major great waves in the in the uh manufacturing industry of electronics
1: I I think so. I mean, because there's a lot of pressure, as you probably know, on Samsung as well. And there's been a lot of exposure about the fact that they've been using chemicals in their factory that are causing severe diseases in in factory workers, both in Korea and China. And they also recently, it was disclosed that they were using child labor in one of their supplier factories. Uh, So Samsung has a lot of issues as well. Uh, And so do all the other electronics manufacturers, many of whom do a significant amount of work work in China. And with Apple making this move and Apple being such a leader in the industry, it really does put pressure on the other companies to also make moves in this direction.
0: Well, Apple, again, is proving they're a leader, and it's hopefully going to effectuate positive change throughout the supply chain of all the OEMs around the world. And I applaud and we applaud uh, Apple's uh, uh, great step in the right direction. Good for them and good for you and all the great work you're doing at Green America and the people who work with you on that petition. Talk a little bit about our our listeners out there, we've got about five minutes, Todd. How can people use their investments to create a better, greener world?
1: Sure, there's a lot of things that you can do with your investments. And I think most people don't realize, a lot of people buy green products, um, they buy organic, they buy non-toxic things. But then with their investments, they just put their money in whatever bank or whatever mutual fund, and they don't realize that those investments are essentially your voice, your money voice acting in the world as well. So if you have your money with a large bank, like a mega bank, Those are the institutions, obviously, that nearly tanked uh, the U.S. economy, and we had to bail them all out, but in addition to that, they're also the institutions that use their dollars to lobby uh, for legislation that's anti-consumer, or to prevent any kind of regulation of their institutions that they don't want to see, which is not in our interest as consumers. So you can definitely make a lot of uh, noise with your dollars as well, and you can have a voice there by moving your money out of the mega banks and putting it into local community development financial institutions. And those are the banks and credit unions in your community that invest into your local community. They support local businesses, create jobs, they lend to homeowners in a responsible way to help them own a home rather than put them into risky mortgages. They're the kind of institutions you should support with your money, and they're all over the country. Uh, We have a project called Break Up With Your Megabank, which the (laughs) website is breakupwithyourmegabank.org. It has a ton of information about how you can move your money from megabanks into those smaller banks and credit unions that are doing the right thing. And then also you can move your investments out of fossil fuels. Uh, We're Mm. part of a coalition of organizations that are encouraging people to divest from fossil fuels, and our role is really to help individuals uh, move their money. And there's a growing number of mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, um, there are brokers, advisors. There's all kinds of professionals out there that can help you take the fossil fuels out of your investment portfolio, and it's getting easier for consumers to do that as well,
0: and we really encourage people to do that. That's interesting. In terms of the good housekeeping seal of approval, how can people find the greenest products and services, and what... You know, good housekeeping seal of approval. Should they look for with regards to green products and services?
1: Well, as I mentioned, you know, Green America has the green pages where right. we've carefully screened all those businesses. Right. Uh, also, there are companies increasingly who are registered in states as B Corps. Uh, mm. So this means they're a benefit corporation. So they have a mission as part of their charter to actually create social benefit in the world. And that is a great thing because those companies are saying that this is built into the DNA of the company. Even if we get acquired, um, this has to stay as part of the company. Um, So one of the things that's happened is that a lot of successful green businesses, as they grow, uh, they get bought up. Mm -hmm. And then they lose their social mission somewhat or there's a risk that they'll lose their social mission or they try to attract more capital to grow and that dilutes their social mission. The whole idea of a B Corp is obviously that that won't happen, that these companies are going to remain socially committed corporations.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, last, last question. We have about a minute and a half left. Talk about renewables, Todd. What's the future of renewables in this country? You've mentioned fossil fuels, and we've got to wean ourselves off of fossil fuels as soon as we can. Is, do the renewables have a great future in terms of being an alternative energy source in this country?
1: Absolutely. I think most people don't realize how fast renewables already are growing in the United States. Um, We're seeing tremendous growth of solar, for example, and solar is on track to be um, probably the major source of energy, electric energy in this country within the next 20 to 30 years. Um, And also we're seeing tremendous growth in wind. Uh, Energy efficiency measures are exploding across the country as well. And so we're on a positive pathway, but there are still risks uh, to solar, wind, and energy efficiency that we need to address. Uh, For one thing, Congress has not been authorizing the extension of tax credits and incentives that have helped to fuel that tremendous growth, and those are in danger or are not being renewed. Uh, So Green America itself actually has legislation called Clean Energy Victory Bonds that people can support. And that would be treasury bonds where all the money goes to support incentive programs for clean energy and energy efficiency in the United States. And that would really drive the market even faster in in the U.S. And then the other thing that people have to look out for is that states that have renewable portfolio standards, which have driven the increase of renewables in those states, those are under attack across the country. And people are fighting back locally. It's exciting to see people defending the renewable portfolio standards You know, looking for a clean energy future in their state. But those, those are under assault by the fossil fuel industry as well. So we need to be vigilant. We need to protect the growing clean energy industry. And I think it will develop into our major energy source in the next 20 years.
0: Well, perfect. And Todd, thank you for being our great guest today. For To learn more about Green America or become a, a member or get certified or just donate to their great organization, go to www.greenamerica.org. Todd, thank you for helping our listeners green their lives and our world. You are truly living proof that green is good.